Welcome back to the TNG Golfcast, uh, episode 17, and uh, finally this episode's going out. Take two. Take two, indeed. Uh, what a fucking nightmare this has been the last few days, man. We initially recorded this episode on Monday. Yeah. Monday night. And Due to technical issues. Yeah. We're now recording it again on Wednesday. Yeah. So it'll be going out tonight. Um, or early hours tomorrow morning, Thursday. So yeah, apologies everybody. Um, putting that post up last week came back to bite me right in the arse. <laughs> but yeah, we're here now. So yeah, um, basically this episode, obviously it's in the name, talking all about the merger that took place. Obviously we are way behind with this. Um, we decided to take a week off at the worst possible time, but it was needed. To be fair, um, both of us have got a lot of shit going on. We've got farm, young young families. Working non-stop, I mean, the same shit we talk about every week, basically. But this couple of weeks that's passed, just getting a bit too much, yeah? Yeah, that's it. And obviously moving forward, that may happen again. But obviously we are continuing to do the podcast. That's not not changing. Just it may be some changes to scheduling yeah. in the future. End of the day, it's a hobby, isn't it? Exactly. It's not, we don't get paid for this. No, yeah. Um, it's a hobby. We, <laughs> we take this is our free time in that man. We yeah, take up. We love talking about golf. Doing this for fun. That's it. That's so. it, mate. So let's start then. The biggest golf story in our lifetime. Yep. Hundred percent. The news that broke last Tuesday afternoon would have been AM in the US. I'm still in shock. A week and a half later, mate. Well, a week and a day later, I'm still in shock, man. Eh? Yeah, I. I think it's. I think the whole golfing world is still in shock by it all. Um, some may have predicted this. I'm sure before he's about to go to jail cell, Donald J. Trump will be over the moon that he was correct. Um, oh. But it's just left us with more questions. It's not really answered anything. No. I mean, we could have bit onwards. We've got bits and pieces, but I suppose the latest news regarding the merger, which we need to talk about before anything is the news that broke uh, early hours of this morning about uh, the PGA Tour Commissioner. For now, Commissioner. For now, Commissioner, yeah. So, before yeah, we go he's, at him... He's, un, he's unwell. <laughs> yeah. He's, before we start shit-talking... taking a step it. back from day-to-day workings and the running of the PGA due to medical grounds. So, first and foremost, as you say, before we sort of lay it on thick in his general direction, we hope it's nothing too serious. We yeah. hope, obviously, that... It can be gotten past very quickly and he can get back to answering some very important questions that need to be answered. Yeah, I don't think it's a case if he's avoiding anything. Well, maybe he is, but I mean, the headline that I read was Under Fire PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monaghan has handed over day-to-day control to two of his top executives. Now, one of them being Ron Price, Chief Operating Officer, no idea who the fuck that is, but anyway. And a man called Tyler Dennis, and he's executive vice president. Jimmy Dunn must be raging. Yeah, you think the man that got everything, <laughs> got the ball rolling the last seven weeks would be the first man he put in charge, but oh no, no. But he's probably in the shit as well, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> keep, him out the, keep him in the shadows for now. Hey, it could, <sighs> th- these guys better do a good job because it could be a trial run. That could be. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So yeah, let's get into it, mate. Let's get into it. The merger 
between the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour and the Public Investment Fund in brackets with well yeah um i think they got the wording wrong by putting live involved in this because it's pif yeah they, they, that's, that's clickbait isn't it? that's big time clickbait yeah but obviously it does have huge ramifications for live because that's totally up in the air as to what's gonna happen with that now um but again a lot of this is gonna be framed around the, the small phrase of i don't know because as i say we got this framework deal that was the key word wasn't it yeah um which left <coughs> us asking okay. more questions because nothing really was set out because the deal is yet to be finalized yeah so i don't know what's gonna happen here but it means the whole world is looking at golf at the moment as well not even golf enthusiasts but mm. it's huge news obviously politically it's even big news because there's, there's a senator who's yeah. uh, wanting all this information ASAP from Jay Monaghan because they're not comfortable or he is not comfortable with Saudi Arabia's involvement and how much influence this is going to allow them to have in mm. terms of American viewership because obviously with this will come huge TV deals yeah. for, and I'm sure with it being the uh, public invest, uh, investment fund from Saudi Arabia which is astronomical numbers of money um, was the estimated value supposedly yeah it could 700 be million sorry 700 billion yes yeah, just because um, they threw a hundred million investment over 10 years at the asian tour yeah the asian tour. watches yeah like it was nothing yeah but as it obviously is stated investment fund they will want money back they will want something back on their investment and mm. that is going to come in the form of TV viewership so that whether or not that means more uh, adverts for Saudi Arabia holiday destination will be in the American TV channels I'm oh sure God. they'll love that every, so. if it was every seven minutes there's an advert on TV in America or something like that oh, golf 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 so well it was it was I noticed it in this country on our TV channel in the the January and around the Masters, there was yeah. a lot of Saudi Arabia holiday uh, channel uh, advertisement. So it's clearly part of it. Yeah. Obviously, the DP World Tour did bring Saudi Arabia to the table, effectively. Um, but then all hell broke loose yeah. when they decided to try and get in touch with Jay Monaghan and sort this out to probably where they're going to be at once this deal's finalised. Well, that's the thing, the email was sent, wasn't it? Yeah, this was probably their end game and goal, mm. which, w which is what's going to transpire now. But obviously the email was sent, what, back in 2018? That rings a beer. So 18, so it started to Monaghan, yeah. no response was received. And <coughs> obviously negativity was fired back from other sources. So they decided to go, obviously, fuck you, let's cause some real mayhem and create live. Yeah. That's insane. So basically... We all know the news, but basically the merge will be the merging of the tours itself, and the reason behind it is to form a new collectively owned entity, and basically to unify the game of golf on a global basis, according to Jay Monaghan. Now, first thing that stands out for me, I think it was Wednesday, this detail was sort of announced after all the carry-on, and then after the, the, the players meeting, is the fact that Jay Monaghan has been placed as CEO of this new entity 
and he will oversee the remainder of Liv. And I say remainder because it could only be like this season or next. It depends who you listen to on that, doesn't it? All sides at the <coughs> moment, and all sides at the moment, are claiming this as a victory for themselves. Yeah. Because, again, they probably don't know what the fuck's going to end up here once all the dust settles. Yeah. So Liv are claiming it's a success for them, that they can go and start throwing money at other PGA players and that they'll make the move because there's a way back to the PGA Tour mm-hmm. from this deal. The PGA are calling it a victory because they believe they can squash and get rid of Liv. And Keith Pelly thinks it's a victory because he brought Saudi Arabia to the table. Yeah, I hate that he's claiming sort of any victory, to be fair. Um... Unfortunately, on directly on his side of things, he... It's not going to come out of this looking good. There's no that's not going to resurrect his um, image in terms of. I think the majority of fans think mm. he still shouldn't be in charge. He shouldn't. He's a fucking donut, man. Yeah. And there's that, but it saved the DP World Tour this deal. And they need saving. Yeah. And obviously, as we've later found out, the PGA Tour was Needs. needing saved as well. Yeah, because they were dipping into their reserves just to try and get the elevated. Uh, elevated events up and running to convince players that they were making the right decision to have their loyalty and legacy the main point of their focus. That's crazy. I think kind of the PGA Tour are like skint. <laughs> like they're in the same kind of. Well, it was the fact that they were spending a hundred million on lawyers fees. Was fees, it yeah. a week or a day even? Or something I think it was stupid. Like weekly that. or monthly or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's a that was sick of and obviously. Money, Outside of that, there's the conspiracy of it all that obviously the PGA, to this point, is a charity. And obviously oh, yeah. <laughs> charity uh, does an awful lot with external charities and everything like that, but itself is a charity, so it's tax-exempt. And this legal battle that was going to go on for probably a few years yeah. was going to bring every skeleton out of the closet. So that clearly was a, a reason as to go... <laughs> Yeah, fuck this shit. We're spending <laughs> way too much money. We're going to look really fucking bad after this. Let's go and have a discussion. Yeah, so going from non-profit to full-on profit. <laughs> um, I mean, Monaghan, he's been criticised for the last week and a half now, and rightly, because obviously we heard from there was a players meeting, um, everything broke, and the majority of like, like, like us, players, punters alike, we all found out via Twitter, Instagram. Uh, one person found out before that. Who's the person that found out before that? How long did he get before it broke? He got a 6.30 in the evening message from a Jimmy Dunn. Was it Jimmy Dunn? Jimmy Dunn, yeah. To say, need to speak to you tomorrow morning. Not even tell him there and then, <coughs> I need to speak to you tomorrow morning. So then he got a morning phone call to let him know this is happening. Yeah. So that was the first of Rory feeling that bus start to run him over Rory McIlroy the biggest cheerleader and backer of Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour for the last two years literally got like you said a phone call the night before and then told the next day when the news broke because it broke at 6.30am American time I think Yeah, so he, he was told the night, night before so it was like 6.30 and then 6.30 basically can, yeah. a 12 hour shift between what the fuck is going on to oh there's an arm knife in my back now. Oh, there's an arm knife in my back. Take the knives from my back, please. This guy has been 
I want to feel bad for him. I genuinely do want to feel bad for Roy because he has been, <clears throat> as he called it, he's a sacrificial lamb. He's been stabbed in the back, thrown under the bus, made to look like an idiot. But... He's not helped himself, has he? No. I mean... The only name, really, in terms of... If we're talking about biggest names in golf that are still prominent right now and have a lot of sway and influence, the only name probably bigger than Rory is Tiger Woods. Who's been very... And Tiger has kept himself completely out of this. He said what he said at the Open in the press conference because questions were directed at him, and he said his piece, and that has been it. Yeah. He has had no dealings with this whatsoever. I think Monaghan knows that he couldn't pressure him into being that shining light for the PGA Tour. Because no. really, Tiger, you think, you think the PGA Tour, but first is, person you think of is, is Tiger. potentially as well that win, lose or draw out of this, in terms of your reputation, Tiger's career is coming to an end. Yeah. It's on the downturn. Does he want a job at the PGA in some capacity? So the best way was to stay completely neutral on it anyway. Whereas Rory looks like a fucking mug now. Yeah, that's the nicest way to put that. <laughs> so he looks like a mug in terms of the whole argument. And on the back of it, his golf has suffered as well. That's the, that's the most disappointing part, eh? Yeah. So he's, he's been playing too much politics and not enough golf. Or focus on it. And you can see it like he had a chance at Memorial. Couldn't see it out on the final day. No. Had a chance last weekend at the Canadian Open. Was well in contention. And then couldn't get it done. Actually, he was too behind, wasn't he? Going he's got, the final he's got no killer instinct right now. That's the, he just can't finish things off. Eh? I mean, obviously. And when it comes to majors, he either puts himself out of it in day one, or he fails to see it through on day four. Right, well, I think I've asked this before, right? Because it's a question that I've been hearing floating about again because all this controversy. Do you ever see Rory winning another major? Never mind. The Grand Slam. Do you see ever see him winning another major? Uh, Whether it be the Open, the PGA. I can see him winning another one. You can. I can. I just don't think it's going to be the Masters for a couple of years. Like I think his drought is going to go well into ten years. Oh yeah, yeah. Because obviously he's only got two more events left to <laughs> to do it to break that. But I mean, obviously you won at Liverpool before, didn't you, back in 2014? I think a, a few things need to happen for it to ha- for him to be able to get back to the focus on golf. One, he could make a fucking big decision here and step down from the fucking players' board ambassador thing and go, do you know what? I'm not happy with how this has all played out. It's not. I'm Save not happy. Time. I'm not how this has fucking made me look. I'm still going to be loyal. I'm still going to be a big ambassador for the PGA Tour, but I'm going to do it in another form, a.k.a. I'm going to go and concentrate on my golf and try and win as yeah. much as I can from now to the end of my career. Are we going to I, I would say that would be great. The caddy issue is a caddy issue. That's not going to change. It's not in him to change it. But also, with this new merger, it's going to come monumental changes within the Tour and the way the Tour is run anyway. Yeah. If they could get rid of this fucking wrap around season and allow the players to have an off period <clears throat> players like Rory would benefit from it because he'll be able to switch off get away from golf and then come back 
and be hungry again. Because yeah. at the moment, I don't think he's, he looks fucking exhausted. Yeah. That grey hair's coming through quicker than I thought. Eh? <laughs> I mean, I was going to go on to it anyway. I mean, what's been set out by this new entity and the merger and this combination of all the tours is to add different elements of the game and golf, um, incorporate more events, Saudi way, Qatar, sort of Middle East, and then going around the world and that as well. Like you said, the fact that they've got a wraparound season as it is, where are they going to fit all this golf in? Plus you've got the TGL. TGL as well. That's coming. You're going to have, obviously if they're going further afield from outside of America for these events, that's going to bring exhaustion in in the fact that they're travelling further and travelling more regularly. Yeah. So, yeah, something has to change. The scheduling system on this needs to be seriously looked at for the player's benefit. Because if you end up having a, a tour of the world's best golfers who are the most exhausted golfers, your product's still going to be shit. Because they're not going to be able to perform. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the thought that keeps coming to my head at the moment is the fact that okay, the DP World Tour will be involved, right? And the field in the DP World Tour as well into the you could possibly thousands of amount of players that are actually competing between that and the Challenge Tour and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. Like, I can see the DP World Tour, like the name, the brand, all of that, just getting wiped. And, because they say it's a merger, so the PGA Tour will still exist as the PGA Tour. I still think they'll have their separate things. I think where this will be there'll be like a not a league tier system as such but there'll be like a Premier League championship to an extent yeah, yeah. I think the, the DP World or the European Tour will still exist in its capacity where it plays golf will maybe be evaluated who gets to play there will also be evaluated if it's a big enough purse it might be able to attract some of the PGA Tour players across to play on a more regular basis and vice versa America if they've got a PGA Tour event in uh, f- f- well pick a place like Portugal fuck it who cares mm. then PGA uh, DP World Tour players may get an invite to play there or be open to play there as well and but I also think there'll be exhibition events which I think personally we're obviously going to come on to it I think this is where Live is going to go that Live in its in format will change it will be used as where they had their events probably keep the team aspect and just have the top 48 players in the rankings or top 52 or whatever 54 whatever they want to use and have it as a separate league system but they put players into teams and they play these events throughout the year and it tallies up to another point system for each of the teams but separately from the DP World Tour and separately from the PGA Tour Mm. but it'll be run by the PGA Tour yeah because coming on to that my worry is like it was set out again in this list of parameters that Jay Monaghan seems to have authored himself that basically with the new merger and the coming together, if you like, is that the players currently competing on with have the opportunity to reapply 
to the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour after the conclusion of the 2023 season. Now, that's good news for them. Obviously, you mentioned to me the other day there's got to be in fines, and fines imposed, you'd imagine. I don't... It's not that I want there to be fines. No, you I just think, think there might yeah, be, though, yeah. yeah. I don't see... Like, obviously, Rory's been quite big on this because he clearly still hates Liv. He hates Liv. But... <laughs> it's... From the for the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan specifically to save face, they can't welcome these guys back. Uh, Rory said the words: "They can't be welcomed back with open arms," because it completely undermines the PGA Tour's position throughout all of this. Now, it, their position has been undermined anyway because of the shit leadership that they were under. But they cannot allow players like Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Koepka to suddenly start appearing again in. Let's use the travellers because Brooks was good at saying it. That was a good comment. <laughs> that was so a good comment. The, the travellers is the one after the US Open, so you can't have these players <coughs> theoretically coming back to events like that and have had huge sums of money thrown at them from Live to go and play there. The money that they then also subsequent, uh, subsequently made on the Live events to then just be straight back in the PGA Tour without any sort of slap on the wrist. Yeah, because then the PGA Tour players are going to be. Up in arms. Well, that's kind of what's happened. Yeah, just like I mean, the players meeting that took place, um, then the day after the news broke. I mean, there was guys calling for his head, like calling for resignation from Jay Monahan. It was welcomed by like celebrations and applause, and then. Personally, like, I don't think he can keep. He should be able to keep his job. So, your opinion? Should he go? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, there is no. Any other normal industry that wouldn't be in the limelight as much as a sporting industry is, mm. that guy at the top would go. Because it is a failing. Or you'd walk. He hasn't got the balls to walk. Well, so simply, you'd that any other industry. He's not going to walk because he doesn't get the pay packet that he's going to get. <coughs> That's true, yeah. So he's, he's there till they <coughs> kick him out. Now, he should go for his handling of the situation altogether because he could have nipped this in the butt and had this dealt with back in 2018 by just responding to an email you could have still shut it down yeah but if you'd had the conversation go to the table you're out you're out ahead of it you can make it public knowledge and you don't have to come up with slanderous terminology which then makes you look like an idiot as it has done now secondly the tactic that he instigated by using 9-11 families victims sorry the victims families to justify this, you shouldn't get into bed with Saudi Arabia, has massively backfired. It was insightful. Of course it was going to cause an uproar in the American people because they are very patriotic. Yeah. They love their country. This was a massive attack on a scale that America had never seen before, and it affected so many lives. Still is, do. Correct. Yeah. And not only that, he said he had two fucking families that were close to it because they had victims there. How the fuck can you say all this and then flip 180? Well, the money's coming my way now, so you know. Yeah, it's guaranteed to come my way let's, now. Let's, yeah. let's forget about what I said. <clears throat> he, he just cannot say what he said and then get away with what he's now done. You also, boys. he turned around at the players. Yeah. Show us loyalty. Think about your legacy. And you'll never have to apologise when you play on the PGA Tour. So do they have to apologise now on every week once this deal's concluded? 
So there's no way he should keep his job. No. No, I'm going to give him a bit. Like, I mean, obviously I'm not a fan of Keith Pelley, as are you. Um, Monaghan, the last two years, mate, has just gone right down. In my estimation, this is what a PGA Tour Commission is meant to do, how they're meant to react. Um, the whole 9-11 thing, that statement, I think he put it out a year to the day. It was the day before the Canadian Open, wasn't it? That statement went out. Yeah. And then this year... Think it, believe it, speak to your close friends, speak to the board about it, do not make it public. No. It was the fucking worst thing <coughs> that he did. Especially now that he's fucking turncoated on it and he's got into bed with him. Yeah. This has been in the plan for the last seven weeks. I mean, obviously we mentioned Jimmy Dunn earlier on. He's a uh, PGA Tour policy board holder member. Obviously he's very important to the likes of Jay Monaghan and he's sort of been orchestrating this whole deal with PIF. I mean, meetings were held in London. Um, like WhatsApp messages were sent to each other regarding plans and how to go about it. And the fact that it didn't leak blows my fucking mind. But you yeah, said to me the other day... deserve credit for that. Yeah. You did say to me the other day, this story might not have ran for at least another year. It could be the fact that if somebody has got a whiff of sort of information, they have to tell the news now before it does leak. Something clearly... Rattled them. Yeah. Yeah, they felt that they needed to get out ahead of this, I think. Because to come to the a TV interview announcement... Fucking Canadian Open again, man, getting rammed out. Awesome. But the, the week before a, a major as well... And you've got this bigger news and it's not finalised and it's not got all the details attached. It's just a framework agreement. Yeah. Now, what the fuck's a framework agreement? I don't know. The metaphor didn't know about it as well tells you. Obviously, they were shouting themselves there. So someone either found out about it or something was very close to coming out in all this litigation stuff that they were like, yeah, let's redirect this now. So the framework agreement that has been put in place is not still a finalised deal in its entirety, but it has stopped all the litigation proceeding. So that's all stopped. All players' lawsuits have all been stopped. Everything like this. It's crazy. So that stops the rot of the money going Yeah. in terms of payments to lawyers and any skeletons out of the closet coming to the forefront. That's what I... Th- it's either someone's caught wind of it or there was something seriously about to be announced in these litigations that they've gone. That's not going to go to the public. No. Could you imagine if it was Phil that found out? If it was Phil that found out, we'd know. <laughs> we'd know where there, the there's no is. way he would have kept Stoke. Oh, God, this his would have been Twitter out. rampage. The last month and a half, man, has been fucking fantastic. Can <sighs> we also ask everyone listening here tonight to light a candle for Brandel Chambly? Oh, God. Because he needs everyone's prayers. I think he's he's in a rough place right now. Yeah, Brooks's tweet. Um, welfare check on. Fucking howling. <laughs> I was howling, man. And I see that he did a interview a couple of days after with, uh, I think it was Golf Now. Yeah. Um, it was on Golf Channel, Golf Now. Golf Channel, sorry, mate. Yeah, did you watch it, yeah. Yeah, I've um, seen it. He was fighting back the tears the whole way through. <laughs> he's still doubling down on this politics. The politics of it all. He's and not going to go back on his word. No, but he's also doubling down on it being that the the players are the ones that should have done the moral right thing. It's like, hang on a fucking minute. You're still happy for your government to have con- 
communication and lines of trade with this country, but the players should be the ones. That, never mind all the sponsors that have no, got no, no, that have no. got money from PIF and everything else that's been going yeah. on. But the players are the ones that fuck off, you dickhead. That's the problem. I mean, you look at the the LET and the LPGA and that as well. I mean, how long has Saudi been involved with them? Yeah, there's no got the Aramco series. There's no uproar. There's no carry on. There's no fucking measuring nine eleventh from anybody. Obviously, they need, they needed healthy investment. Oh, it's Fair it's, play them. it's massively saved LET. LET yeah. would not probably exist now if no. it weren't for the money that they've gotten from that investment. And the Aramco series has been a minor success. Yeah. And I think that's probably when I was talking about obviously what I think Live will probably be redesigned into. I think it'll be something similar to that. Just like a standalone Aramco sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, if it works now, the ladies give money. So, yeah. <sighs> it's insane, man. So, obviously, we mentioned that Monaghan is living. <laughs> Players to reapply. So, obviously, there's, there's no mention of Live being dissolved yet. Say there's no plan to. Well, Dustin, see... Dustin Johnson was interviewed on that, wasn't he? And he yeah. said there's still plans to 25, 2025? Yeah, same with Greg Norman as well, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a person's name that yeah, we well, haven't mentioned until now and yeah. had not been mentioned. We into... will come to him, my man. Um, but yeah, question to you, mate, is if lives all rosy and happy to go, do you see these players wanting to reapply to the PGA Tour and DP well, World if, Tour? If Liv is dis- dissolved, they'll have to yeah. because they'll have nowhere to play golf. But if Liv continues... As a profession... Mm-hmm. As Liv continues, again, look, I, I said at the start, this this podcast is probably going to be sponsored by the small phrase of I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely, I don't know, because you don't know, even if it's allowed to, to continue in, in some form, you don't know what that form is going to look like. Mm-hmm. So is it enough that it's still going to be appealing for them to play, but that might want to reapply so that they can jump between tours? I, Bruce Kepka's on the block. Yeah, but Brooks, it's easy for Brooks to go back. He's gone, he's made his money, he's gotten the mental strength back and dealt with his demons. He's got his physical fitness back. And by winning the PGA Tour and coming, was he second or third at the Masters? I can't remember. Tied second. Tied second. So, in the first two majors of the year, tied second and win. He's back. He's back to Major Brooks. He's back to that single-minded killer instinct. I'm out here to win. I want double-figure major numbers. He's got a baby on the way, man. I could be what it is. No, he's fucking made that much. He's <laughs> like John Ram said back a couple months ago before he started to change his tune slightly. He's made enough money now that if you never play golf for money again, you'd be fine. Yeah, Brooks is probably more than that. Yeah. So I'm saying he's being inspired though. Maybe to perform better and get himself far. Uh, but that'd be baby on the way. Before he went, by just moving to live, he was set for life. <laughs> so was his kids' kids. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kepka, Bro- Bro- Brooks, Brooks will be back with yeah. within the first opportunity to reapply. I would yeah. imagine because he's still got a lot of guys that he gets on well with on the tour, and he, and that that those friendships haven't been hurt. What's the the fact that he's in a pairs tomorrow in the uh, U.S. Open with Rory McIlroy that won't affect either one of them. They like each other. So they'll get on fine. Yeah, we'll come to the parents after. Obviously, we're going to touch on the US Open. We're obviously starting tomorrow. Uh, do a little bit on that. It's a major, but I mean, biggest test in golf. But yeah, we'll come on to that. Um, yeah, dude, I mean, <clears throat> like you said, boys that want to maybe... Cam Smith. Cam Smith, he's, he's got to. Yeah. Um, if Liv continues, 
the only two names like well yeah the only two names i think that probably won't maybe three that won't go backwards i don't know if dj cares enough anymore to go back i think he's happy with how he is now because he's he's not even competing really at majors as well not that he can't if he turns it on and his his golf game's there he'll compete he's too good a talent not to mm-hmm. it's the same with Rory McIlroy if he turns it on for four days he's too good a talent to not be on the within the top two or three players but I don't think mentally DJ's his, his heart is in it that anymore I think he's quite happy that he could make his money now see out a few years on live and then just disappearing at the sunset with his two boys and his smoking hot wife Anyway. High maintenance wife. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> don't get what does she do apart from stand in front of a camera? That's enough for me, mate. Um, right. Anyway. <laughs> so the other two then, I was going to say, would be Phil Mickelson. He's... I don't think he'll go back. If, if if this opens up that he's able to have access to the majors, he'll be fine, I think. He'll not care. Four times a year. Drink some coffee. And Sergio Garcia, I think, is the other one, because I think he's burned too many bridges. Especially on the PJ tour, he'd be too stubborn anyway. Like, no, nah. he wasn't. He was, he was against paying the fines anyway. He was already he's given. Still refused to pay. Fucking right though. But mm-hmm. he's the winner then, because he's not going to have to pay them. Yeah. So again, we're talking about fines. Do the DP World Tour have to pay those back? Because everyone else has paid their fines. Oh, they've just been given a big bag of money, so they can't. Really they haven't say, got it yet. No, you know what's coming. It's though. a promise. Yeah. Yeah. So they can't really say. But we, we haven't say, got we say a big bag of money. <laughs> How big is this bag that's coming their way? Because obviously the biggest one will be going to PJ Tour. <laughs> yeah. Here's your small slice of pie. Yeah. Shoot your boss and get back in the corner, you rat. Um, oh, fucking hell. I hate talking about him, man. The fact that he's coming out here is kind of a winner as well. It's just doing my fucking he's tits. Not a winner, though. He's getting the credit for bringing the series into the, the no, golf strategy. He's giving himself the credit for it. I don't know. Yeah, that's fucking. That's not far from the truth, actually, yeah. Yeah. Pain in the arse. Yes. Right, so, moving on to Ryder Cup. Now, again, but details-wise, we don't have a lot. This is um, going to strengthen the Americans. Yeah. Speculation is what this, what this part's going to be all about. Now, we discussed it briefly before we started recording, like, start of the week, and that, imagine if this happened, and this happened, and this happened. Like, as in, like, the exemptions were lifted against, like, say, Polter, Westwood, Stenson, all the rest of it, and they could play in the Ryder Cup. Not this year, obviously. It's not going to happen. I mean, it could. In theory, it could happen if they. Depends how quickly the deal struck. Yeah. Because nothing was said about players representing Ryder Cup teams. It was just said that they could reapply after Liv's season. Well, Pelly came out in the tours, saying not... they're definitely not playing this year. Did he? Not in those words, but to that sort of extent, he was saying. To be fair, I don't <sighs> think Poulter, Westwood, and Stenson. Are playing well enough anyway to yeah. to even warrant being in the conversation as much as they are legends for the what they've done for the DP World Tour or as the European Tour as it was said but also for Ryder Cup the only player I think that stood a chance because he's playing okay he's had some really good weeks he's had some average weeks was Garcia yeah but obviously he was told in no uncertain terms by McDonald that he was not getting to 
play, he wasn't going to get picked, which obviously made his decision with letting his tour card go a lot easier for him. And I just think he's done with that now. His legacy will be that until someone breaks his record, he's the highest points earner. Yeah. And there aren't many players on the uh, current eligibility of the... Jesus Christ, my dyslexia is terrible. I shouldn't have done a fucking podcast. (laughs) Anyway, those who are currently eligible to play for the Ryder Cup team are nowhere near his points tally. No. So that's going to stand for a while. You'd probably think the one player that could probably break it, maybe two, is Rory and Ram. Yeah. But they've got a few to go yet before they're in that conversation. See, for me, man, his legacy is like, it's not blemished in any way. For Team Europe, European Tour, by the Cup, he is one of the best players that we've had. I'm biased because I've always been a fan of his. Yeah. Yeah, All this shit will live and his stubbornness about paying a fucking fine that Keith Bell issued him. Fuck off. Garcia is Garcia. He's up there with the likes of Lazavar, like fucking Sebi. They're all up there as this big contingency from Spain. Like Westwood. Yeah. Like, they should be Hall of Famers (sighs) for the European Tour. I mean, get to world number one. A 48 year old you know Westwood's untouched as well in my opinion I mean mm-hmm. there's been a lot of shit man. I mean that's what I'm saying if this meeting did take place back in 2018 2019 none of this shit would have happened there nope so the responsibility lies with the man who stands at the head of the table of the PGA Tour and yeah we just basically feel that everything that adds up like, you yeah, can't his, keep your job his job is untenable yeah exactly that mate but yeah, I mean, I was asking about the cup because obviously playing-wise, like you just said there, mate, they're not going to be in contention anyway. If they were able to play, but I'm thinking down the line. Well, I'm saying that now. Obviously, Sergio Garcia's qualified for the US Open if he was to win this week. Fuck me, Fuck. that throws a spanner in the works. Big time, yeah. But I don't think his golf game is good enough to win the US Open at the moment. I was thinking for captaincy in the future, though. That's the biggest loss. Yeah. That's going to be the big loss. If these guys don't reapply for their tour cards, which they're within their rights not to they've made that choice mm-hmm. I think for the most honest fan golf fan their their reputations won't be tarnished in their eyes um, but yeah we are going to miss out on four very good European captains yeah. or popular captains I think Porter would do well as a captain you well know you've what? got Westwood Porter Stenson and Garcia, Garcia who yeah. are all shoo-ins to be captains but that's not going to happen now. So you look at then where we're at with usually how the European Ryder Cup teams have, have gone from, let's go as far back as 2004, which I believe was Belfast. No, 2002 was Belfast. Is that right? Because that was the first one after Brookline. Yeah. So 2002 from Belfast, how it's usually gone, the higher, the higher older senior players have ended up being captain, which brings in new youth, and then it's progressed on so-so. We're at the end of that now. So who's the next captain going to be? My opinion, Justin Rose. Will be the next. Out of this batch we've got at the minute, and the boy who's been here for the last 10, 15 years, Justin Rose will be the next. Maybe not next, but next, yeah, next. That's a, that's a good show. Captain, he'd be a very good but captain as he, well. I think he'll play his way into this one, 100%. He's 25th in the world now. If his, if his golf continues to play that well, he'll believe that he can play in it, and I would think he would still want to play. Yeah. 
Now, that does obviously open the door to being a, a playing captain, which is not unheard of, mm. but that's a tough job. <sighs> I wouldn't want to do that. So if, if it's not Rosie, then who? That's the only name that jumps out. For this current batch that we've got, the only name that jumps out is Justin Rose, and that's not even going to be... Do they go back to Miguel Angel Jimenez? Because he seems to have been overlooked. That's a fucking shame, might as well. Legend uh, of the and game. And then are we going further backwards to then start bringing back ex-captains because we're out of options? Because you can't just start it? saying, Rory, can you be captain? No, no. As long as it's not Paul McGinley, I'll be happy. Yeah, you know my feelings on that, that boy, yeah. He was a successful captain. Yes, but he is a wanker. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I mean, this... I mean, the lot of information that we do have, man, this murder's just asking so many questions now. I mean, for me... Like, Rory... Going back to Rory, right? He faced the media on the Wednesday... We mentioned it earlier, he was vocal enough to say, I hate Liv, I still hate Liv. He pointed out quickly, it's not Liv that we're merging with, it's the PIF, it's a completely different thing. He was quick to be like that, but he's also quick to defend Jay Monaghan. It was a weak defence though. Still a defence though, was it? It was still a defence, but again, he's still on the player's board, he's still... He's not on the payroll. Of, <laughs> is he on the payroll for PJ Tour? Don't know. But of course, yes. He he's still playing the puppet role, so he's not going to come out and say Master's been a bad man and I don't believe in Master anymore. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he realised he was in a rock and a hard place. Okay, I'll I'll let them know I'm not exactly happy with how things have gone, but I'm not going to completely turn my back on him so he's like that fair enough so he's having to play again politics he's having to try and play yeah. both sides what with John Ram then his presser yeah John Ram's been saying a few uh, his press conferences with this topic have been strange not strange they've just been not as one sided as maybe they were at the very start of this, that he's been a bit more neutral to, on the point. And that, I mean, when he first came, when he was first talked about it, he was like, I play the PGA Tour because I play for the history, the tradition. Legacy. Going, going down the legacy route and the loyalty to the PGA Tour, it's giving me my opportunities. I Again, I think he was, I'm going to not get the quote exactly right. So You're paraphrasing me, no, it's okay. Yeah, paraphrasing, that's the word I was looking for, thank you. <laughs> he went down the route of saying, if I never play competitive golf again, I've made enough money to live a happy, comfortable life. So he wasn't money. How much has he made this year so far? Oh, he's made shitloads, but that's on the back of live. So he openly admitted that he had to thank them for that because there wouldn't be the elevated tours. The best players get the best money. But he's started to come away with far more neutral lines of answering which have still made him look good it's not affecting his reputation it's not but it also wouldn't be a surprise to me if through this merger and Liv still existed if he was allowed to go to Liv get a big lump sum and still play both tours I'm a bit more in the in the way of thinking of 
yeah, you tone down, not tone down, because he was never really anti-Liv, because he's always sort of played the neutral card on it, but he's obviously said that I'm not going anywhere because of this, but obviously he was offered, I think, 200 million, yeah, and he knocked it back for the, the loyalty and legacy aspect of it, but as he openly said this week, a lot of, if not majority of the players feel that they've been let down by the management of the PGA Tour and betrayed. So would that now, if that offer's back on the table or been put to him, is he going to turn it down? I wouldn't be surprised if he took it. The hole's wrong though. Is he 29? No, he's not that old, is he? He's not that old. He's 27 then? Yeah. He's still young, isn't he? I keep forgetting. He's been around that long, man. Well, he came on the scene at... No, he might be 28. He came on the scene at 21, 22 mm-hmm. when he won the... Was it the Travellers that he won the first? His first event? Uh, all I remember is he held that fucking monster putt on the back of 18 that turned three ways yeah. and went in um, but yeah so he's been winning for a long time on the tour he's obviously got two majors under his belt and will be targeting many more because again that's how we rate the best golfers in, in the history of the game that's so, just mean I mean we were calling, like I said, Westwood and Portland and that kind of great games for European golf. Yeah, but overall, like you just said there, mate, to be classed as a legend of the game and a proper Westy game. will go down as a cult hero. Oh, yeah. He'll, and a cult legend. He won't go probably down as a legend of the game because he didn't, unfortunately, win a major. Yeah. Well, Garcia's enough for fucking me. close. So, many so close, man. Lives. That year, 2019. No, 20, what, 2021, sorry. That year he had. Yeah, well, he's, he's had numerous ones, especially at the Masters. He could have won it in 2017 because he was in with a show, but obviously Danny Willett went on to win it then. Yeah. He had, was it 2006, the rundown where Mickelson, and obviously Mickelson hit that six iron out the trees at 13, and that just blew everyone away. Yeah. He's he's had so many close, close chances. But again, it goes to show that there are many, many great golfers who've not won a major yeah but unfortunately they just don't get remembered because they don't have the major there are there are some fucking obscure players who do have majors yeah that, that <laughs> you think what the fuck yeah. but they've got the major so they're at the table yeah so yeah, give them the credit I suppose yeah but by that right if we're talking about majors Rory McIlroy is incredibly underachieving because the talent of the, of the player he should be close to getting to double figures by now. Yeah. Which is what Brooks has came out saying his target is and quite right. Yeah. He's capable of it. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Grand Slav's definitely well within his capabilities at the minute. Cam Smith's young enough that he should probably be yeah. looking at trying to make at least six by the time he hangs his clubs up. Because Kepka and McElroy are both thirty four. Um so there's plenty plenty left and left in the tank there for both of them. If McElroy gets his head out his fucking ass. Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson have won a major in between when uh, McElroy has not won to now. And both of them age him out by what, at least 20 years? 15. Yeah, something like that. That's 15 to 20 years age. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. I feel like we shot on McElroy a lot, but it's kind of. Only because of how good he is. Yeah, with no That's the problem. Well, you know me for the last, what, four or five years? You couldn't talk to me about McElroy. I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> you couldn't mention that man's name. 
I've heard he's the biggest lip down in golf. You're like, oh, you're a fucking maniac. Like, yeah, I know, but still. I just, like you said, he is that good a player, man. And it's just annoying. It's frustrating. But yeah, enough of him. Right, we'll move on to the, the big boss I live. Yeah. Well, for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> See, that's brutal, man. Um, right, so Greg Norman, CEO of Liv, um, literally got a 10-minute warning of when the merger of news was going to go out. He had no involvement, allegedly, in the planning or the execution of the press conference. And Which, it sounds horrendous, but when it's a deal being made by Piff to get their bigger seat and influence at the table of golf, why did they need to involve him? The conversation was always going to be with the PGA board, the yeah. PGA Tour board, because realistically, the DP World Tour didn't even need to be involved in this. Like they could have then said, "Oh, by the way, this merge is happening. This is the benefits that are going to come your way from the back of it." But Liv's involvement is under Piff's control, realistically. The and media again, blow this out of the water, money. Yeah, and we're saying obviously that. At this current stage in time and the way this is looking that Jay Monaghan's going to have all the power because he's going to be made CEO. He's a CEO in face, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll the, give the, that. The guy at Piff, I can't remember. Is it I don't even want to try. I, that... I don't think, I don't know. I mean, I can't pronounce it. I'm, but, not, being, I'm not being negative or disrespectful. No, I'm not going to butcher the guy's name yeah, on here. Eh? But the the guy who's obviously striking the deal on the part for Piff, he's the he's the. Lead. The yeah. guy in charge, he's the one that will have the final say because, again, it's their money that they're putting up. So, so by, why make Monaghan so the by, face by, of By proxy, <sighs> it means the king at Saudi Arabia is in charge, which is why the Senate is not happy. Yeah. So, why keep Jay Monaghan in? Because it saves face. It's a face that the American people. It's a bloodied face at the moment, isn't it? It's a bloody face, but it's a face that the American people recognize. So, if he's still in charge. It's easier to wash it over by saying, right, okay, I'm not happy that we're dealing with this, but at least it's still him in charge. That's why I think, and it's and it's probably in Piff's best interest to keep Jay as the face because he needed to go to them to strike this deal to save his face, to save his job. So they can then pull the strings. On Little Puppet J. No, it worries me. And it worries me a lot. Um, if it just gets out of control and Monaghan either steps down or is kicked out of the door, the man to take his place wears blue spectacles. It won't be Keith Pelly, if that's what you're Thank mean. God. Can't it be Keith Pelly? He's not good enough. Thank God. Could you imagine that man as the head of the PGA Tour? Tell you a better one. Don't. I've got two people that could be oh, could, just God. for just for utter chaos and controversy. Dude, that's what worries me. They could put Phil Mickelson in charge, <laughs> or they could put Greg Norman in charge. Oh fuck! Greg Norman had the PGA. <laughs> That'd be the ultimate fucking kicking the iron, balls, man. Irony, wouldn't it? Oh god! But yeah, going back to obviously Greg. What's your overall assessment of Greg Norman and Liv? I think he achieved what he set out to achieve because yep. he got Liv off the ground. He got it up and running. I don't as much as I've enjoyed watching Liv, and I didn't have the hate because of the 
slander and the politics that was being used to slander it. It hasn't been a total success because they haven't had the number of viewership that they had hoped for. They had an impact, but it didn't didn't ride the wave of that impact in the sense like the the TV deal that they did have in America didn't work. They had to go back to YouTube and their own app. So that was them doing it off their own back effectively because there was no real source of viewership. And unfortunately, as they've said as well, if you don't have the TV coverage, you don't really exist. Or you don't, you're not going <coughs> to exist for long. No. Especially for the money that they outlaid to the players and for the prize fund. So I've enjoyed it. I hope it stays in some capacity or aspects of it stay, especially the team aspect, but that's been supposedly a, a talking point within this framework agreement that the, this team element is going to be something that they continue on with. So I have to give kudos to Greg for getting up and running. Um, his handling of it at times, childish. Didn't need to go down the route sometimes that he did. Especially getting in for tit for tat fights with the likes of Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy, you, regardless of your status in the game, you you pick a fight with Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy with obviously how many fans that these guys have, you're not going to come out good with that. That would be the equivalent of fucking hell. Um, that would be the equivalent of Wayne Rooney trying to turn around and say that Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo are are not the, that sort of big and trying to have an argument with them about football. Well done, mate. It's, it's, you, got, you got there eventually. It's, 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 it's not gonna it's not gonna end well for that person. So his handling of, of it was just shocking at times, and he only made himself look like more of a fool by doing it. <sighs> Do I think he's going to still be involved in this at the end of it? Probably not. If, right. if, Liv, if Liv is to go, or if Liv isn't allowed to just be its own thing, I don't see Greg being involved. Because the PGA Tour will not want that. They they will not want him involved in any capacity. No. No. So, my view isn't to the similar to you, mate, to be fair. I mean, I feel the minute he's been treated a bit harshly, um, in some capacity, the fact that he is going to be the first person to go. In regard to Liv, I think he's, I agree with you, he was set on a mission, really, and he accomplished it. Liv, we're up and running, they got going. The best players in the world, maybe not at the time, but the best players in the world, joined Liv. They were all rewarded handsomely as well, no? but they formed the teams, they used the bigger names like Kepka, Smith, Garcia, all the rest DJ, of it. Mickelson, DJ yeah. Mickelson as well, yeah. And they got it off the ground. So that's a success straight away. Mm-hmm. Secondly, they did get a TV deal. So like you said, the CD, CW channel in America, there was talk of a UK channel. I think it was potentially going to be Eurosport at one point. Don't quote me on that. Um, but anyway, obviously TV deals did fall through. Right. Um, I go back to Adelaide. The success at Adelaide. Obviously, the Australians didn't get a lot of golf of that level, which I is hope, unfair. And I 
hope even if this obviously this doesn't exist anymore and this merger happens that Australia do get events because they, deserve they, it. they clearly have the huge fan base for it. The players have come out of Australia, mate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They deserve it a lot more. Uh, so that, I think that's a success as well. I mean, he promoted that tour so well. Either by being a pain in the arse and, ru- and ruffling feathers or yeah, by... If you're going by the idea that no PR, uh, PR, bad PR is still good PR, then yeah, yeah he did. He'd done his job, mate. But yeah, um, I don't see a place at the table for him. Which I find sad, man. I like Greg Norman. I mean, you kind of dispute his legacy. I mean, the guy was award number one for like nine years. Eight or nine years. You know what I mean? He won his majors. He fucked out the Masters. Um, but yeah, the guy's going to go down in history as one of the best, best golfers to ever walk the earth. I mean, he's a passionate guy. He's a smart guy. He's yeah, very smart yeah, in the way he goes about yeah, things, yeah. mate. He can't deny that as well. Yeah, this has been a baby of his <coughs> for... 20 or 20, 30 years? Yeah, at least. Yeah. What he's trying to do and what he's been trying to do is for the betterment of golf. We know that. I just worry is he been used as a pawn by not unlike the PGA Tour with Rory McIlroy, but by Piff with Greg Norman mm. as Adobe. as an antagonistic character creating a antagonizing tour to get them a seat at the table because inevitably, as they tried to do back in 2018, which was get onto the table to have a conversation, they had to force that conversation, which they've now achieved. So... We'll need to wait and see, mate. I mean, I'll, I'll be sad to see him getting punted or moved aside. I mean, financially, he's set for life as well. We know that. I mean, he's very smart. With, like, obviously, his yeah, day. he wasn't doing it for money, though. He was doing it for... The better golf. He, As he's seen it, he mm. wanted to improve golf. But he won't get a healthy payoff. And, and I think, out of all the people that have used the phrase, they wanted to help grow the game... He's the most I genuine. B- I believed it out of him. He's the most 100%. genuine. 100%. I yeah. believed it from Greg that that was what his main reason for getting involved in this was kind of difficult when it's obviously the players were getting astronomical fees to say it is why they were going but yeah so yeah we'll, we'll see what happens but by the by yes you got it before me well done mate well we'll see how it develops and uh our listeners down in australia and adelaide and sydney and that we hopefully there's someone else for greg norman your native man Legend of the game. So yeah, we'll keep across it the best we can as well. So yeah, that's enough of the merger. My head's burst even thinking about it. And again, we've had all this conversation about it and we are none the wiser. (laughs) We do not know what is happening here and what is going to happen. No. So. What we do know. Hey, Swagways. Swagway. You said Swagway again, it's Segway. Segway. You always say Swigway. I never pick you up, but you say it too much, man. I'm dyslexic, man. <laughs> Fucking leave me alone. <sighs> I'm not picking on you. You ruined my segue. Not... You ruined my segue. There you go. There we you do go. know yeah. that the US Open is about to kick off next... Tomorrow. 12 hours. 12, 13 hours, yeah. Be the first tee times. And I've got to say, new golf course. No, absolutely... Nothing about it apart from the two clips I've seen from the PGA, uh, sorry, the US Open Instagram account. That the fairways on one of the hole, if you miss it slightly left, you will guarantee yourself you're hitting the next shot out of rough, and that the ball likes to disappear in that rough. 
See, I've been hearing that. It's not as thick and as long. Sorry, no. it's thick. It's just not as long as they would have liked because the weather they've had in yeah. the run up to it has not been good enough to grow the grass. But it's still thick and lush. Like they, there's another video that the US Open put out that they drop three balls, and from that angle of you just watching it, they, they disappear. So it's still going to be hell. The video you sent me of the, on the greens. Was... Uh, that wasn't a green. That was a fairway. What? The two balls that roll off. That was a fairway. That's a fairway. It's one of the holes that is, it's got a massive slant off. So if you miss that fairway center left, <sighs> that ball rolls right off to the fairway, uh, into the rough. I thought it was a green. It's not even a green, no. <laughs> so, but the course does look spectacular. It looks amazing, man. I mean, I, I didn't know what to expect. I've not done a lot of research on it, to be honest with you. Normally we do have a look at the courses and that and check out what part it is and blah, blah, blah. But from what I've seen anyway, from what you sent me, the course looks I mean, it looks like a course maybe closer to home, funnily enough, but LA Country Club, they have done a great job with the setup of that course so far. The greens, I mean, you're talking about the fairways being tough, man. That should be enough to put anybody off here, but the it's greens... Standard US Open conditions. It's the way it's meant to be. Exactly. The well, for, for a US Open, yeah. they're meant to struggle. They're meant to... It's two ways to look at it. You look at it as they're meant to struggle if they hit bad shots, which they are going to struggle if they hit bad shots. Yeah. It's a weird one, because US Open, you kind of revel in their pain, but you're not always fully entertained, because it's not going to be a birdie fest. It's going to be the person who can play the most boring golf will succeed here. Two words I've been hearing all week. T, fairway, fairway green, two putts walk off. You're happy with that. Bomb and gouge. Hmm? Bomb and gouge. Deshaun was approached last time at the US Open. That's... This is what this course is meant to be. I think, obviously, because they haven't had the opportunity to get the grass length up, that might favour that, yeah. But it's still in the realms of a Fitzpatrick-esque type player. Obviously, Fitz, he has worked on his length, which has obviously paid dividends for him in the last few years, picking up some really big wins, and obviously his major. But he's still not up there as the longest hitter on tour. So... But he's accurate. He hits fairways. He hits greens. That's where I still see this US Open being won by a player who can do that. Now, that may be that a Bryson or a Brooks or a Rory or a Ram or Scotty Scheffler who hit the ball huge distances. But if they can keep it straight or on target, then yeah, it will still be won. But the premise will still be that it's been the most accurate shot and ball controlled player wins this which it's a, it's a fucking it's a shitty explanation anyway because really most often most golf courses or competitions are won by that player anyway but <laughs> it, it's more tailored to that specifically it's, it's basically a Scottish Scheffler approach until you get to the green yeah basically um, if if Scottish Scheffler could hit all the shots and then he could just you know but, substitute Tiger Woods in for the greens it's it's a home run. Go on, slow and be hard. What's, what's his record at the moment? He's tee to green number one. Yep. And is he 148th in putting? He's number two for scrambling. And, and he's up. number one in the world. But putting is 140. Did you say 148th? Yeah. Yeah, for putting. Yeah. And he's still number one in the world. It's just terrifying. He's not a good player, huh? Thank fuck he can't putt, though, because it would just <laughs> be on. the Scheffler show. Yeah. Yeah. I like Scheffler, man. He, he, 
a lot of people are against him. So he's a born golfer. He's got a stupid swing, but it fucking works and it's consistent. I'm just like, I don't have an issue with his swing and the quirkiness of it and his his disco f- ankles, but I just meh. Yeah, it's literally Scotty Scheffler. Meh. And there's some players like that. Yeah. He's a great golfer. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he's proven that in the in the last couple of years. I just can't find myself rooting for him. I think I like him more because he's won me a bit of money this year, no? That always helps. Yeah. But I just, I, I just can't find myself rooting for him. No, it might change, though. It might change, mate. Years to come, you know, when he's still number one, he's won the Grand Slam and all the rest of it. I still think then I wouldn't. <laughs> so, yeah, quickly got on to tea times that were released today. Uh, yesterday. I think I sent you them. You messaged me very early this morning, so I'm nice. lost my time. Uh, did I not send it to you? You did send it to me, but I'm saying you messaged me very early this morning, so I don't know what date it is and what the time it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, the teachers anyway, were set out. So, the ones that are going to set aside, um, first one we'll read out Deshambo, Molinari, and Tyrell, as the Canadians call him, Hatton. Tyrell. Tyrell. We're in this country, we say Tyrell. Who did you see the clip of him where he went in when you when they were registering? No. They all had their obviously they all get a pin badge mm. for their bag and all that. He couldn't find his name. He was looking on it and he's obviously going by surname and uh, the woman's like, It should be there and he finds it, Well, Hoblins is there, so surely I should be to the, the left. left of Hoblins. Yeah. And then the woman looked and went Oh wait, yours is one of the ones that we had to send back because they got the spelling of your name wrong. So can you just take one of the blank ones? Oh my god! So they spell it Tyrrell with only one R. But they get Scheffler, no problem. <laughs> so yeah, well, there's no guarantee that they got Scheffler, right? Because they, they, she did say it's one of the ones that they we had to send back because they couldn't get the spelling. Scheffler, Shoffley. Sandra Shoffley, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, Shambo, Molinari, Hatton. Um, this one could be interesting. Morikawa, Max Homer, Scotty Scheffler. As he, as Max Homer called it, the three best looking guys. <laughs> this part is brilliant, eh? Absolutely brilliant, man. He's a bad well, horse because he loves to win in California. He's set the course record as well, wait, 61, yeah. yeah. Um, this one will be one you keep your eye on, obviously. Uh, Shoffley, Victor Hovland, and the one and only, John Ram. Yep. They tee off in 1924 UK time. This one looks like a group of the oldies, man. Uh, 2059 UK time. Mickelson, Harrington and Keegan Bradley. Your favourite. Yeah. Um, 21.32, sorry. So, just after half past nine UK time. Cameron Smith, Sam Bennett and Mark Fitzpatrick. Yep. Defending champion. Could you do it again? We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, quarter to ten UK time. Fino, Spieth, and Cantley, and the one you mentioned earlier on, the old boy. Tickle of each fancy. That will be uh, the one that the cameras do not leave. Yes. Uh, uh, just before five to ten UK time, Brooks Kepka, Hideki Matsuyama, who nearly got a big bag of money a couple of weeks ago. Maybe should take it. And uh, yeah, so Matsuyama and uh, Rory McIlroy. Yeah. So looking at that. There's a couple of other groups there you missed that I think stand a chance of doing really well would be Justin Rose, Ricky Fowler and Jason Day. That's a that's a good three ball. Yeah. Um 
Shane Lowry, Justin Thomas, and Tommy Fleetwood, they're off at 20 to 4 UK yeah, time. That's a good one, especially from a European point. Uh, I can't find the other one that I've seen. But it's, uh, it's the young up and comers Tom Kim, Sahith Thagala, and Cameron Young. Do you see Thagala's in the top 25, Matt? Mm, I can't remember saying that. No, but see, did you know that? No, he is in the top. Yeah, he's in the top twenty-five. I'm not surprised. Yeah. he's been playing great golf. I mean, rookie year was last year, wasn't it? This is his first full year on the PGA Tour, and he's just he's playing some good golf, man. Mm-hmm. Go back to that shot at the Masters, eh? Oh, that's I think it's a peach, and man. Out, tiger, tiger. Yeah, <laughs> the reaction was amazing, man. Um, so yeah, I mean, as a US Open, I'm not going to see Adam Hadwin still playing in this event. I wonder if his ribs have recovered from his spear that he. Oh, took. he's been sent to the hospital, has he? <laughs> Because that was some hell of a thing. I missed this. I missed this, but some yeah. Some hit he took, eh? I've watched it again. Um, ah, the best one was when the clips started coming out with the WWE commentary in the background. <laughs> so if you've not seen that, Tom, please explain what happened oh, on, on the, the world final scene. It's been game. everywhere. After Nick Taylor... It was Nick Taylor, isn't it? Nick, yeah, Taylor, Nick Taylor, yeah, won the playoff. A 72-foot birdie putt to Pitt Fleetwood for the Canadian Open. First time in 54 years the Canadians won it. And uh, obviously the Canadians stood. It was actually really good to see that there was Justin Rose, Tyrell, Tyrell Hatton. <laughs> and there was another Englishman, or was it Shane Lowry? Shane Lowry was there as well, yeah. Shane yeah. Lowry on the sidelines from a European standpoint, obviously f- cheering on Fleetwood. And then there was the Canadians on, which obviously Adam Hadwin was one of them, cheering on Nick Taylor. Obviously, after they'd done the gentleman handshake, Hadwin went on with a bottle of champs to celebrate. And in between that happening, a security guard crapped himself, didn't recognise him. Clearly not a golf one. Obviously (laughs) seen him charging at Nick Taylor and his uh, caddy. And... But I don't get it. like it wasn't like he had a gun. It was a bottle of champagne that he's spraying. It's like, clearly this is obviously part of the celebrations, but the security guards thought, thought otherwise and oh decided to run right round and spear him. But then, in true Canadian fashion, the politest people on the planet, they both apologised to each other for the incident and hugged it out. So, the best way it was funny as fuck. Well, the slow motion had me in tears, man. His eyes were dead on the target. Like you seen the, the extension from the foot through the legs and he just wiped them right out, man. It was fucking beautiful. It's like watching something in the UFC, man. It was brilliant. What a takedown! Uh, it certainly looked like NFL anyway. <laughs> yeah, he'll be getting a job, will he? Right, it, was, it was the uh, WWE commentary saying, It's John Cena! <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's clearly not a golf fan. He's there getting his money being a security guard. I mean, Fair to play, me- he did his job. Yeah. Did his job. It could have been a. It could have been obviously a threat, and he 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 squashed that threat. The reaction was brilliant. Like you said, the, the shake handshake was done. It's, it, it, like you said, slow mo. You see the the caddy watching it all unfold in front of him, and it's like you think he's about to piss himself laughing, and then he's just like, "Hang on a minute." He's actually really probably taking him down. You see him <laughs> just going, "Oh!" <laughs> oh god. Uh, so, so uh, to our listeners in Canada, you guys really are the nicest people out there um, and that proved it with our footage even after violence you can still be yeah nice. exactly yeah but That's right cool. so we're going to wrap this up with our picks for the US Open then. can you remember your pick I know my pick you know your pick and why would you know your pick because it's John Rapp 
So John Ram, so top of your head, outsider. I have yo-yoed with this one. I'm pretty sure when we did the first take of our picks, I said Patrick Cantley. Who I still think will probably have a good major. But right now... Skepka. Oh, you <laughs> motherfucker, man. As an outsider, but he's a clear... You can still pick him. You're going to pick Go. him as yours. Don't get me wrong. It's it's still set for Scheffler to be yeah. top three, if not the winner. It's just... That's what it I depends swearing, on yeah. that flat stick. I was swimming between three for outside. I mean, my, my pick that I made, obviously... Really an outsider, is it? Back in February, we did our picks. I'll go Tyrrell Hatton for an outsider. Oh, I like that. My pick, back in February, and I stuck with it. So I'll stick with it. Obviously, Tom's is John Ram. Who else? Um, I went with Colin Morikawa, not having the best season, but he isn't, I mean, the last couple of years at the US Open, he's been up there, mm-hmm. top 10 finishes, I think he had one top 5 as well, I'll stick with Morikawa, um, we'll see what goes, my outsiders mate, I had three, which is goody as fuck, I know, <laughs> um, one, obviously is going to be Kepka. I've got a hard on for Kepka. I always have, I've loved him ever since he came on the scene, so Kepka outsider Scheffler and my third outsider was going to be Fleetwood. Yeah, I I like the idea. I just think with going the full hog to a, a four hole playoff as well and not getting it done. Obviously that's not to diminish what you how he played last weekend, he, he played phenomenal. What I've seen some highlights though, he should have finished them off. Yeah, second playoff. All and right. obviously the seventy-two foot putt, you just can't account for that. You can't argue for it, can you? No. But I just, it's so hard after that sort of coming because he's not won in a while, so you've come that close to then not get it done. Not well, the week before the PGA, we were saying it must be Jason Day. Jason Day won that previous and, event, and the, and the case and then, was proven. He made he missed the cut, didn't yeah. he? So it's so hard to get yourself back up again to do that. It's like if you're winning regularly, mm-hmm. you just continue the motion of the motivation, of John the, Ram, of the momentum. Kept going, yeah. It's really hard if you ha- if you're looking for a win again and you just miss out to then hit that height again. Which is why I'm going for Tito Hatton because he finished off so well, was close, so he just well. missed it by one shot. He's, I think he's only had one miscut all year this season, so he's playing good golf. Play finished off really well on Sunday, just missed the playoff by one shot. Actually, came back. So Many of the masters he came back into the yeah. fold, didn't he? So yeah. it's it's easier for him to continue this momentum mm-hmm. and and build, which is why I've gone for Tyrrell as an outsider. I'll stick with my uh, man Max Homer's another one, mate. I don't know, I don't know, man. He's he was getting a lot of traction in that maybe two months ago. Up, I mean, up at the Masters and that as well. Just because it's at California. California kid, man, yeah. Justin yeah. Rose is an ex, oh, fuck, so ex-US keep... Open winner, and he he's playing really well as well at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say that I'll stick with it. I, I thought about Sheffler, thought about Tommy. I, really sw- I want Tommy to win, man. So do I, I think mostly everyone would, would like to see Tommy win. He's just a good guy. Yeah, yeah. But my outsider... Along with my pick, Colin Morikawa is Brooks Kepka, so I'll be having a punt on him and Scheffler and Tyrell. 
and uh, I'm going to be fucking skint again, am I? Do you know what? You know how we put these, like, our claims for who we thought were going to win in the PGA Championship? I never put a bet down. Neither do I. And I won't be putting a bet down this week either. I will be. I'm stupid now. I've just got no money. <laughs> I will skint myself to take this podcast. I fucking do anyway. <laughs> That's not the point. Right, yeah, we'll wrap right. it there, man. Cool. Um, this, again, long awaited. We took a week off and then we set the start. It almost feels like two weeks now because it obviously does. we had the technical issues with the first take of this this at the start of the week. So, yeah, I've been yeah. pissed off for the last two days, man. We've been having many heated discussions with our providers. Play with a fucking robot, let's be honest. <laughs> My name is AI. Fuck you, AI. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't tell Skynet. <laughs> Don't know, that's another fucking podcast all the time we've been getting to. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, um, thank you again for tuning in. Thank you again for coming back again, as always. Um, I really appreciate that. And yeah, let's keep it going week in, week out. We will be back next Wednesday on time. No issues, no fucking about. No talk of mergers. No talk of mergers. Well, there'll be something else coming next week, guaranteed. But the main kind of focus will be the reflection on the US Open. Yeah, what's, what's next? And John well. Ram's second US Open title. And second major of the year. See, you just can't help yourself. No, can't. <sighs> right, folks, we're going bye-byes. <laughs>